chose to give us. So we pray that during these hours of consideration we will receive many graces from the Lord. You already know for sure that the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius have helped people for nearly five centuries. They can be given in different ways. You know about the long retreat, 30 days of praying in silence and isolation, praying four or five hours a day with the help of a guide whom you see daily. Another way of doing the full exercises is called the retreat in daily life. So you do the whole of the exercises by praying for a good while every day and visiting with the guide weekly. Another day of doing them, Ignatius called the simple exercises, because some people do not want to go through the whole exercises, so he would give them the parts that would help them. One other way, the way presented here, is the way of spending a weekend in silence and prayer. So I conduct a Jesuit retreat house on a lake outside of Dallas, and there people come for a weekend in quiet, and they listen to conferences during the day and spend the rest of the day doing the retreat themselves because the presentations only help to focus. This weekend retreat has a long pedigree among Jesuits, actually. The first one I'm aware of was given by one of Ignatius' closest first companions, Pierre Favre, to a man who became general of the society, he was a grandee of Spain, and a saint, Francis Borgia. The weekend retreat has good consequences. I myself decided to be a Jesuit on one of these weekend retreats, and I have never regretted this choice. A lot of men and women who come to the retreat house in Lake Dallas say that their lives have been changed by this simple exercise, and I have seen it myself. Men and women learn to forgive those who have hurt them, like the woman abused as a girl who forgave the person who abused her all during her girlhood. Some quit sinful practices. A couple were defrauding the government of taxes and changed their hearts about that. Dispel any illusion that the weekend retreat is just a nice way to rest a few days. And so with these talks, these are not just nice talks to listen to, but invitations to spend time on your own doing some exercises which I will suggest to you. You may wonder what brings mature Christians to make the exercises. Some have to make a life-shaping decision. I mentioned deciding to be a Jesuit in such a retreat. One woman this past year or two, with a doctorate in theology, wanted to decide whether to join a religious congregation. So she did the exercises, and she decided to join a congregation. Another incident was a priest, a diocesan priest, who had to decide whether to volunteer for his diocese's foreign mission. He decided to go. Laymen and women, businessmen, in in all the places in, in the country where these exercises are given, make serious decisions such as these. The same thing is true in the exercises in daily life, praying for a long while each day over some months with the help of a guide. One man made these exercises. He was perhaps 45 or 50. He was living in an illicit love relationship, 
and making these exercises, decided to ask the woman he was living with to be his spouse. They were, and I witnessed their wedding. Another important purpose is just to learn how to pray in my own way. Every one of us knows how to pray if we would just give ourselves time to do it. Crucially, I pray so that I may live an examined life and not live by unreflected convictions, which is how my culture encourages me to live. Most people in our life world, that is to say our world in America today, go from one end of the year to the other, never reflecting on the convictions they live by, political, social, economic, relations. They're just convinced of some things, and they never really reflect on where the convictions come from, or what their validity is, or whether they are appealing to God our Lord or repellent to Him.